Hey, Tyler. What's up? All right. In honor of the new Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. No your, spoilers. What's your top three favorite Marvel movies? Oh, that's easy. So do you want me to rank them lowest to highest, highest to lowest? Highest to lowest. Highest to lowest. So number one would be Captain America Winter Soldier, hands down. Oh, gosh. I think it is by far the best thing Marvel has put out. I think number two is the original Avengers. So the first one that Joss Whedon did. I think it has one of, if not the best, fight scene in all the Marvel films. And then third is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. All right. What about you? Uh, I'm a big Thor Ragnarok fan. Yeah. So that would be my number yep, one. crowd pleaser. Yeah. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So we have some overlap. Yeah. The first one I loved. The mm-hmm. first one. So good. Uh, and I think Shang-Chi. Yeah. I really oh, liked man. it. It was okay. solid. It was I, solid. That's, that's a very fair pick. I think yeah. I need to see it a couple more times to like solidify it. <laughs> a couple more times. <laughs> it is definitely one of my favorite like origin movies. I'm a big Marvel's. like one-time movie person. Oh, no way. Yeah. They get richer the more you watch them. I don't know about you, Like that. appreciate it more. All right. Well, you need to see Winter Soldier again. So good. Winter Soldier was terrible. Oh, I'm not a big so... I'm not a big Captain America oh, movie fan. It's so They're good. Okay. There's there's one fight on the on the boat with GSP, which is a UFC fighter that he's fighting and it's some of the best like hand-to-hand combat I've seen in like any American film ever. There you go. So good. Yeah. Well, see Spider-Man, I guess. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Weekly Hope, a podcast um, where we just talk about this past week's sermon and about things going on in the life of our church. I'm here with Pastor Chris Renfro as we're talking through this week's sermon, The King is Coming, Part 2. Yeah. Yep, so this Sunday we talked through uh, the book Luke, and we talked out of chapter 2, which is really about the birth of Jesus and verses 8 through 20, which is kind of the... Uh, story of the shepherds and their path to meeting baby Jesus and just the celebrations that come with that. Um, so the sermon was kind of broken up into four parts, which would have been that the shepherds in this um, chapter, they listened, the shepherds went, the shepherds shared, and they worshiped. Chris, did you want to share a little bit of kind of filling in the details of those points? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we just looked looked at as we've talked through our series, The King is Coming, uh, is this proclamation of the king and some of the people that God used. So last week we saw the story of the Magi in Matthew 2, and this week we looked at the shepherds and what we can learn from them as they responded to the good news that had been told to them. So, Which I appreciate the, uh, the comparison of me to the shepherds on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm honored absolutely. to be compared yeah. to, to someone the so scraggly youth pastor. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now one of the things we kicked off with was how... Um, in ministry, I, I just love to officiate weddings, and every wedding needs a witness. Mm. And one of the things that God so greatly provides for us is witnesses to the this grand story of the gospel. And some of those witnesses were John the Baptist, um, the Magi, and Joseph and Mary, obviously. Mm. Uh, but then we see that He provides these humble shepherds who could confirm the story and confirm the miraculous event surrounding Jesus' birth. And so we can kind of learn from them that uh, they listened to God primarily because they were available. Mm. And that was one of the things that just stood out to me uh, was that you know shepherds were, were not necessarily like the most educated or most high-class people of the day. But they were available and had a lot of time out in the fields yeah. with their flocks and 
when God spoke, they they listened and and they they responded and they went to see the good news that had been told to them and went to the town of Bethlehem and saw uh, baby Jesus there. Mm-hmm. And then they shared the good news that had been told to them, said that Mary pondered up all these things in her heart. And then finally, it says that they returned to their field and they glorified and praised mm-hmm. God for all that they had seen and heard. And so that was just kind of the outline of the sermon and just a great reminder for me in this season of uh, of availability to mm-hmm. Jesus and uh, of the praise and glory and honor that he deserves. So, Tyler, was there anything that stuck out to you from this sermon uh, or anything in this season that the Lord is just teaching you? For sure. Well, definitely. I mean, even going off that point, I really love the just the word and the idea of availability and the importance of that is um, put on in the gospel and in this story and just how that can be replicatable in our own life. I thought you shared a, a cool story about shepherds, again, being available um, during this race where some heavy weather had come in that was pretty disastrous, but the shepherd knew the land pretty well mm-hmm. and had already found a place to protect his sheep and was able to, to save six yeah. um, runners in, in this race. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was super cool, just to show that, like, man, there was nothing special necessarily about the shepherd, but it was just the fact that he was simply available that allowed the protection of these people. Yeah. Um, and then even talking about in your own life, just opportunities through playing basketball or whatever it is, and just thinking in my own life and how, like, the Lord's allowed availability to happen. Um, Even this past week, just sitting at Bagel Boys, getting some work done and trying to figure things out, and got to have a really cool conversation with a a guy named Malcolm there. Just sitting in Bagel Boys and talking about life and Christ and just the joys that he has brought into my own life and um, things like that in the season. So just sweet opportunities of availability. Uh, I think that's just a really good word and something that I'll be probably thinking about for the rest of this break is just how to best be available for God. Yeah. One of the key points that we just had shared is that God is looking for available people. Mm. And we're available when we can kind of put down the phones and put down the distractions and see people mm-hmm. um, for who they are as image bearers and uh, to truly care for the needs of others, whether it's people that are intersected in our lives through things that we do mm-hmm. or kids, school sports or uh, or roommates yeah. or... Uh, or work, or or even at the gym, but just to see people and to care um, about them, you know, God oftentimes opens doors for us to be able to uh, to come into their lives and to share the good news. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one of the one of the key things that just kind of challenged me from mm-hmm. this passage and and from the story of the shepherds. Yeah, I loved uh, you. You described Second Corinthians eight verse nine as like a commentary on this verse, which I thought was. Uh, just really cool talking about how Christ, who is rich, became poor in order for us to become rich in Him. And I thought that was uh, just just a, a really neat representation, something that I was getting to share with the students uh, this past week as we were talking through um, just the, the beauty that is the Christmas story and yeah. this idea that uh, through all the Old Testament we see prophecy after prophecy of this great reveal of, of a king that will one day come to um, crush the head of the serpent and save us all. And this, he's born in this manger. You know, there is such a duality there and such just a, a beauty in um, just the scene of how he was birthed into this world. Yeah. I think it, it really is. It's cool. Yeah, I do love that commentary, Second Corinthians 8, uh, on this uh, story of mm-hmm. Jesus and uh, just that, that thought of him becoming poor so that we could become rich in him. Um, and one of the things that, that stood out to me was 
how it says they, they went with haste mm-hmm. and they moved um, with purpose. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't wait. They didn't, uh, they didn't hang around or, or talk about it. They went straight to Bethlehem mm-hmm. to find this baby. And we just shared yesterday, and I just challenged those who are listening, um, what does it look like for you to live on purpose, mm-hmm. uh, for you to, to leverage your, your time and your effort and, and your energy and resources with purpose for the kingdom. Mm. And that's something that our family thinks of often as we're just trying to, to wrestle through. I mean, what what does a purpose-filled life look like uh, as we leverage everything that we have for Jesus and for his kingdom? Yeah. And I think we had like the greatest celebration we could have come out of that this past Sunday with one of our students, Alani, um, accepting Christ yeah. and, and desiring baptism and just to take those next steps in Christ. I mean, what a... What an incredible way to just get to worship together on Sunday. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Uh, and anytime anybody comes to Jesus, yeah. it's it's always absolutely just a fun, fun day. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Finally, I just say that they um, they 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 glorified God and they mm-hmm. praised God. And I love that word. Uh, they glorified God. It's the word doxazo, which means to ascribe weight to. And so they they valued God for who he really is, and then they praised and they worshiped him. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I don't know if you've ever had a time like that in your life, Tyler, but I can think of times even recently where you just you just kind of have to sit back and glorify God and, yeah. and like you're just praising him for because sure. he has shown up in your life yeah. in a powerful way. And And one of the things for me moving into 2022 is I just want to continue to live in faith and independence for, for God to like actually have to show up and uh, for, for the church and in my own life personally sure. that, that I don't just get to the point of uh, such contentment or such ease or I've got this so figured out that you know I can just operate on my own without the Holy Spirit or the Lord ever even needing to show up. And so uh, taking risks for yeah. the gospel mm-hmm. and taking risks for the kingdom and, uh, and leading our church in a way that we are living out of faith is something that's just been on my heart as we move into next year. For sure. Man, I think like, I think it it oftentimes comes around during Advent season, but just allowing a time to reflect on just this past year and just seeing just how much sweetness the Lord has provided in my life in a season over a year. and just has allowed a lot of glory to be given to him. Me and my wife were talking about that Sunday over lunch and just where we were a year ago when we were still dating and trying to figure that part out and um, to now be at this church plant together, getting to do ministry together. Um, just really, really sweet to see the ways the Lord was refining us uh, in this process to where we get to just enjoy him in the days ahead. Yeah, it's pretty absolutely. cool. Hey, I'll finish it up with uh, just a verse that honestly has stood out to me. I closed the sermon with this verse, and it's awesome. It's First First uh, Timothy three sixteen, which says, Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. And what a word that is for mm-hmm. us as we finish out the year as we are reminded of who Jesus is and why he came. Uh, so that's been an encouragement to me, and I hope it's an encouragement to you as you're listening to this. So so good. Yeah, I'll close off with a couple of announcements. Uh, one is December 24th, coming up in just a couple of days, we have our Christmas Eve service. 
Uh, so you can RSVP for that. It's 5 p.m., one-hour service. Uh, we have a great crowd that's going to be coming. would love to have you or your family there. And then on the 26th, we'll also have a gathering uh, on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We will have a family worship service, so Hope Kids will not be open on the 26th, but it'll be a great time together, yep. and we'd love to have you come to that. And then we are heading straight into 2022, going to be kicking off our Bible reading plan on January 1st together. Mm-hmm. So make sure to grab one of those and read along in the Word with us. Yeah, oh, man, I can't wait. I think it'll be just a great time for our church to, to get to see just what the Lord is teaching each one of us as we go into the next year. Absolutely. Well, be blessed and live sent Hope Church. Can't wait to see you this Friday for our Christmas Eve service. And if you'd like more information, you can visit us on our website, www.hopechurchjc.com, to just hear more about who we are and about this church. Hope you guys have a good day.